What is going on, Church Voice family? Uh, Spencer Davis here, back with another episode of the Church Voice Podcast. I should put like a sound, but like, wah, wah, you know, or something like that. Um, but listen, we are so excited to be with you guys again yeah. for another great episode of the podcast. Of course, as always, thank you so much for listening. For those who are watching on yep. YouTube, thank you for checking us out. Yep. Um, and yeah, so it, actually, and if you're not on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, you can find us if you just type in Church Voice Podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, on your podcast platforms as well, because I know I'm not, I'm not a big YouTube person when it comes to podcasts, but when it comes to like listening and like when i'm doing stuff I'll, I'll i'll listen to stuff all day long yeah it depends on what i'm doing if yeah. i'm at home i'll watch it on youtube yeah because the whole body language aspect of it that's is, true is an important that's part true. to me but if i'm if i'm on the go then yeah i'm not gonna watch yeah. youtube driving yeah. or anything <laughs> right right i'm a google podcast listener i think it's me and of like three you other people. you and the four other people <laughs> in the world are listening to Google Podcasts, but we are on We're Google. On there. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. So, of course, we are all about building the body of Christ through a variety of voices, and we do that through the avenue of church history. And um, today, we actually we're going to switch it up a little bit. But before we switch it up, how are you doing, bro? I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm doing good. Good. Um, yep. Got got a good weekend coming, okay. and um, got some good stuff planned. How you doing? I'm gonna grill you. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, dude, I'm just chilling. <laughs> That's why it's good. It's gonna be great. Nothing. Yeah. You notice how I said I've got some good things? Yeah, planned? I was like hoping and for it, and in actual my head, something. I'm like, I don't have nothing planned. <laughs> No, what I have planned that. is relaxation. Hey, that's a good weekend, though. That's yeah. a good weekend, especially with how our schedules can yeah. be sometimes. There's, there's some, I'm not complaining, but I am going to say yeah. that there's some weeks where I'm here at the church every single day of the week. That's true. And the last two weeks have been that way. So yeah. Better have, yeah. better have Saturday where yeah. I, don't, I don't have to be here. And it's okay. It's not that I don't love being no. here, but it's like, you know. Check your heart, bro. I just want to be home. <laughs> <laughs> Be around my family once in a no, while. No, I feel that. Nice. I feel that. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I we're probably gonna go up to my aunt's lake house this weekend and and spend some time and stuff and and hang out. I I'm not gonna be here on Sunday, so I'm I'm taking Sunday off. Uh, Aaron Piper, uh, our our C Kids intern, is gonna be leading the service, so nice. um, I'm gonna take the weekend off. Shout but out to him. there's something I have to talk about. All right, and I'm I I have to I have to put you out there because I Me? was I was absolutely sh- yes you, I was absolutely shocked <sighs> about this about this fun fact. So instead of a fun fact about our well we got one of those, but like our first fun fact of the day is that Mr. Tyler Rhodes here, unfortunately, um and and it's not as sad of a story as you'd think because no, he's not. gonna explain himself, but this man. Does not know how to ride a bicycle. I don't. Because we were we were joking around in in, yeah. in C Kids and we were like, yeah, da da da. It's like riding a bike. And he's like, uh, I don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. And I was like, what? So so why don't you know how to ride a bike? First of all, I hate that 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 expression <laughs> is about easiness. It's as easy as riding a bike. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's actually difficult. It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always had a hate-hate relationship uh-huh. with things with wheels. Mm. For whatever reason, I I can't I don't do things with wheels. Yeah, I've always had a hate 
injured relationship. Well, with that things too. I know, like that I've too. I've gotten stitches, I've broken bones, I've I've yeah, done yeah. it all on. Th- I've crashed things that even weren't mine. So so yeah, <laughs> but I still love things with yeah. wheels. Like no, not and I want a motorcycle so bad. But I know there's a part of it, my heart in my gut that says that's probably not the best of ideas, but. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I like yeah. bikes, skateboards, scooters, all that. go-karts. All that. Hate it all. <laughs> Hate it all. <laughs> uh, four-wheelers, uh, all of it. So when I was 10 years old, and uh, you, you'd have to know my dad a little bit to fully appreciate this story. Check him out. We got a Danny Rhodes episode Check. somewhere Check on our list. It's on parenting. It's, it's a yeah. Good, it's a it's I actually really enjoyed yeah. that episode. Well, this is one of his parenting highlights. <laughs> so I was I was 10 years old, and I y'all, I still had training wheels on my bike. At 10? At 10 years old. I'm just I'm just gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that right there. 10 years old. I yeah. was I was scared to take them off. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Finally, uh, my dad walks up. He goes, son, you are 10 dadgum years old. You you are dadgum you right. You are embarrassing me. <laughs> the whole neighborhood's Run talking about the trainer wheels. With trainer wheels on your bike. You're about to be in middle school. Still got trainer wheels on your bike. I'm taking them off. Right. So he takes them off, and that whole day, I try to ride my bike without yeah. trainer wheels. Yeah. 10 years old. Can't do it. I'm falling all over the place. Finally, I fell on the concrete. Yeah. I got up. Kicked my bike, cursed it, <laughs> and said, "I will the bi- never." The bike withers. Yeah. And it, the bike withers and turns rusty, <laughs> like the fig tree. Yeah. So uh, I, I, and I point to the bike, and I'm like, "I will never ride a bike Dude, that's again." Nuts. And it has been 17 years, and I have never ridden yeah. a bike since, and I will not till the day. Bro, I that is like the picture of your personality. <laughs> like once you write something off, that's it. Like it's I, over. It, that's that is totally yeah. it. Uh, so we're gonna have to we're, we'll we'll have to put out an extra video one day, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get you back on a bike. You we're won't. Get, <laughs> you, I mean, I've been offered. We're a, gonna get elbow pads, knee pads, a helmet, and like. Yeah, all that, all that. I and I'm going to be like, you can do it, buddy. You can do it. And you're going to be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I have been offered $100 oh, yeah. to get on a bike. We can up it, that. And I wouldn't take it. I think if we if we all put in. You, we, can, you can get a pool of people and offer me whatever you want. Yeah. I ain't getting on that bike. That's crazy. I'll tell you that right now. Dude, you're stubborn. <laughs> I am so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. So that's our fun fact about Tyler Rhodes today. Yep. Um, I don't have one about myself. So moving on. Oh, I'm sure there's. Yeah, plenty. we're just gonna leave that alone. So, um, but anyway, we're gonna go ahead. I, I want to dive into this one because, uh, this one is we're 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 switching it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and the reason why we're switching it up is because there are two parts to history. Right? There is like positive history and there's negative history. And like, no matter what you look at, there's always going to be those two parts of history, right? Yeah. And so we are all about church history. And the truth of the matter is that there is a negative side to church history. And like, we can't ignore that. And I think it's, it's nice to talk about all the good things and all the men and women of, of faith and integrity and, and just these, these mighty men and women of God. But... There is a very dark side to to some church history, true, and and especially to what 
everyone sees as church history, right? And the reason why, so we're going to talk about the negative side of church history today. Um, and, and not like, obviously we can't encompass the whole thing. And I think there's a lot of different pockets of negative church history oh, yeah, that we can talk views. about. And listen, leave in the comments, like if you, if you want to hear more, like, and even if you've got like a part of church history that you just can't like wrap your brain around or something that you heard about the church, um, in, in times past, like drop us an idea, drop us an idea in the comments. Like if you've, if there's something that you're like, man, I just wrestle with that. Let, let's talk about it. But today we're going to, we are going to talk about a negative portion of church history. Um, and, and here's the reason why. Because obviously we know the adage that, you know, if you don't, if you don't, history is bound to repeat itself, mm -hmm. right? If we don't learn what we need to learn from it. And, and that's, that's the truth about even the church, that if we don't look at obviously church history to draw encouragement and insight from, yeah. yes, but if we don't look at it, even the negative side, because man, when I took church history class in Bible college, I was like... I was floored. Oh yeah. I was floored. Yes, by the positive things that happened in 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 how they really like especially in the in in the early centuries how the church really came together and got some things done and and really just laid out a good platform. Yep. But like even while all that was going on, there was a lot of mess going on. A lot of different belief systems. And like you look at these belief systems and you realize, wait, like we can we can go down that same exact path Definitely. and we can repeat these things. And then number, I, I don't know what number I'm on, but maybe number three is why we talk about this is because the reality is that there are people who write off the church today who will who will not be a part of the Christian church today because of the things that happened in history. So like right. if we're not talking about those things, if we're not addressing those things and like in 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 a way taking a not not like blame, but like taking responsibility for those things because here's the thing. Again, we have the potential of repeating that. So if we're not looking at it, taking responsibility and saying, "Look, we see that, we recognize that, and we don't want to be that." You know, there's there's that too, and it, and it helps our witness. If yeah. we can if we can give account and and give a breakdown for these negative times in church history, you know, it, it will go a long way to those that we're you know we're trying to minister to. Right. So those were that, that's why I really want to talk about the negative side, yeah, because it's important. It's important for us to look at. Yeah. And so, with that being said, yeah. Why don't you let me read the bio? Today? Yeah, yeah, I'll let you do that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll dig into it. Cause you <laughs> you dug it up. Oh, you dug it up. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you just get us into this this portion. Cause I think uh, some of the things that I said hit on hit on hit on where, where we're going today. Well, and I wanted to highlight those things, yeah. and that's why I wanted to switch it up and read the bio. Yeah. Cause as you were talking, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. this is right on the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you came in my office and saw like the papers just like spread yeah, out. Yeah, I did not expect head. the depth of of this <laughs> to go where it's gone. So I'm, but I'm excited though. Yeah. So we are studying a man in the early church named Eusebius of Nicomedia. 
Uh, Eusebius is an incredible name. Incredible name. I might name. steal that. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm gonna steal the Nico Media part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Eusebius of Nicomedia was an Arian priest in the 4th century, and he was a student of the famed heretics Lucian the Martyr and Arius. Now, and, and maybe some of you uh, watching and listening have, have heard of these two guys. Uh, Arius is probably the most famous because he was the main proponent of what was called Arianism. Yeah. And this was, this was probably... There, there's a few this is Aryan with an I, not with a Y. Not to be <laughs> Nazi. Yeah, yeah, Nazi yeah. Because yes. it's uh, sorry, I have to touch on this because as soon as he brought up Aryans, and I was like, "What? We gonna talk about that?" But it's Aryans with an yeah. I and not with yeah. a Y. All right, that was so, hilarious. Yeah, you were sorry. really looking for a connection, I, bro. Too. I could not get past <laughs> it. You went this whole other route, and I was like, "Yeah, we we can't just." <laughs> We can't just talk about Aryans and not talk about racism, you know. But but that's like, what? again, that's Aryans with a <laughs> Y. Hilarious. Those are the racists. Yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Aryanism was probably among the biggest controversies mm. in the early church. Um. You know, especially this one centered around the Council of Nicaea. I mean, this is three twenty-five. The Council of Nicaea. I mean, this is like this is. Among the at the beginning of of this Christian faith, and so it, this heresy was such a huge problem to be confronted and dealt with. So Arianism is just simply this. I, I I figured I would just share like very briefly what it is. So Arius said that Jesus was not co-equal and co-eternal with God and was God, but that Jesus was a created being. Hmm. His famous catchphrase. Um, kind of like sums it all up. He says the Son is, quote, not generated from the same substance of the Father mm. and is, quote, other in nature and in power. Hmm. So Jesus is not God. Jesus was, was a powerful teacher, but he, he was not God. He was a completely and totally man, completely and totally a created, created being. So Arius was the theological proponent of this heresy. Where Eusebius of Nicomedia comes in is he was the political proponent huh. of this heresy. So what he would do is use his political prowess uh, to try to advance this heresy in the Roman Empire. So after, so Arius was at the Council of Nicaea, okay, and he was defending his position trying to make it the, the position of the church. We've all heard of the Nicene Creed. Yeah. Well, that comes from the Council of Nicaea. If Arius wins this debate, and if Arius is... That, you know, that creed that changes, says something different. That changes the whole it's face no of the church. It's no longer Christianity anymore. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is a big deal. So Arius is there. Uh, Eusebius is there. They are categorically rejected mm. by over 300 bishops. Um, one of them being Alexander of Alexandria. I like that. Yeah. That's good stuff yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. So they're, they're categorically, categorically rejected. Mm -hmm. So Eusebius thinks, well, we can't go the theological route anymore because these councils aren't going to side with us. So what he does is he gets in good with em Emperor Constantine, the emperor of Rome. He gets in good with his family by kind of cozying up to his sister, Constantia, however you, however you say yeah. it. Yeah. Constantia. 
And so what he does Real is... Real creative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and his son was Constantius. It yeah. was just like yeah. everybody had the yeah, same yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. And then there was Constantine the Younger. It's just like, okay, guys. <laughs> really, okay. Can we really do something All different? right. Let's think about this for a second. <laughs> so what he does is, is through the connection of Constantine's sister... He ends up getting Constantine to demand all these bogus investigations, depositions, synods. He gets he ends up getting people exiled through false information. Like he's making all these moves and doing all of these things and and none of it is about what's right anymore. Mm. It's about him being right yeah. and the Arian party yeah. being the supreme party in the early church. Uh, and his main foe was Athanasius of Alexandria, one of the most famous early church fathers, yeah. who was one of, if not the most prominent voice in the formation of the Nicene Creed. And he, he held the, it, these are churches, but it, it was called the See. He was like the priest of uh, the Church of, of Alexandria, because back then you would oversee whole cities. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Would, you would see that, oversee that entire yep. area. Yep. So Ath- Athanasius was an extremely prominent and important voice um, in this period of the early church. So Eusebius of Nicomedia actually launches this full-out political warfare assault on Athanasius, and he he do, he makes these series of moves. And I was going to list out some of what he accused yeah. As- Athanasius of. Uh, he accused him that he invented a tribute of linen garments that he stole that he ordered a priest named Macrius to overturn an altar and break a chalice that belonged to another priest called uh, Icarus, that he conspired against the emperor, and so much more. Check this out. That's so. Now, that's drama. It's, so it's crazy, just so dude. much drama. It's so crazy. Yeah. Well, check this out. So they falsified testimonies mm. against Athanasius. Mm. There were literally people saying, I saw Athanasius overturn the altar. And break the, or I saw the guy Macrius do it, and I saw Athanasius tell him. Really? I saw him hand the bag of gold to the political traitor who was trying to take out Constantine. They falsified documents, Dang. and they they kept convincing Constantine to act without having all the information. Mm. So there's times where Athanasius is deposed. So he's got to come in. He's got to defend himself against yeah. Constantine. So Athanasius would bring his posse with him. He's yeah. like, I'm, you know, I'm bringing these like 20, 30 bishops right. with me. Right. He would show up to these things, and Eusebius would, would have a particular way that only Athanasius could come in, and he wouldn't let the other bishops come in. Mm. So Athanasius would walk in with Emperor Constantine. Eusebius is there. The whole Arian party is there. To where, and they would they would accuse him and throw out all these all these documents, all these testimonies, all these crazy things, make out all these these theological controversies, thing Athanasius said, and like all this kind of stuff. And even people who were with the Arian party, mm-hmm. we we have there's actually a, a a group of a group of people. I'm not going to get into who they are, but they are at one of these depositions that Athanasius is just unfairly treated at, unfairly yeah. accused and is actually exiled for a while as a result of this. But they were at that deposition, and even they said it was unfair, mm. completely unfair, the way that he was treated. And it, it was just... It was, it was amazing to me how many well-meaning bishops and priests were tricked yeah. into, 
into accusing Athanasius, into exiling Athanasius, Mm. into making life very, very difficult for him. And it was was shocking, the level of corruption that was going on, just for them to try to advance their own cause. Yeah. And it's interesting too. I've got a I've got a fun fact <laughs> because this is this is hilarious to me. Yeah. Before Eusebius launched this attack against Athanasius of Alexandria, he launched an attack against um, Euth- Euthatius of Antioch. So Euthatius was having an intense debate with Eusebius of Caesarea. Not the same person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, a lot of people had the same names back yes, then. Yes, they did. Yes. Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah, like if it was a hot name, everybody had it. <laughs> everybody <laughs> like, had it. Like, everybody had it. For real. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. So during the debate, uh, it got extremely intense mm. and, and colorful. They were, yeah. they were throwing out some major insults yeah. <laughs> against each other. And <laughs> so Eusebius of Nicomedia had Euth- Euthatius uh, deposed and exiled because he accused him of, of having some disrespectful and hateful comments toward Emperor Constantine's mother, <laughs> St. Helena. So he was talking about there was some your mama jokes slung around <laughs> in this debate. Wow. And they got him exiled. And, and, what, what, and to me, that's funny, but what's actually So they're crazy, like, Constantine. He was talking about your mama, dude. He was you talking about your mama, dog. What honor, you going to do? You can't <laughs> let him do that. You gonna let him talk about your mama that way? Well, he didn't. Yeah. What's sad too is that they did they did trump up charges on on him too. They um, they said that he committed adultery. Oh my and, goodness. Uh, they they said that he was. This is like a pro- soap opera. It's uh, dude. That's crazy. It it's I mean it, it's crazy to me and to me this is so this is such a dark stain. Yeah. On church history. Well, because like that was such a critical time. Mm. Like, you talk about the Nicene Creed, and you talk about the Council of Nicaea, and, like, that was, like, foundational. Yeah. Like, all these all these priests and these leaders were coming together to say, this is what we believe. And, like, it's like it still holds today. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's really the core. And so that was such a, a pivotal time. And Constantine making Christianity, like, basically the, the religion of Rome, like— yep. But so you've got that all going on, and that had never happened. And like this was such a a core time yep. in the church, mm-hmm. and like and we know that that Rome like pretty much adopt like s- s- ran with Christianity at that yeah. point, and like and it became the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, and that like that was when that is, was established and everything like that. But like that. It's so it's such a critical time. It is. Eusebius is so close to Constantine's family. Yeah. That when Constantine is baptized as a Christian, Eusebius baptizes him. That's wild. So he got in that close with the royal family. Right. Because he knew I mean and and he was he was a very insightful guy, okay? Yeah. He used it for all sorts of manipulative and yeah. evil in evil ways and evil tactics. But he was an insightful guy because he knew if I can get close to this guy, I can do whatever that, I want. Oh yeah. Because oh, here's yeah. what's crazy. Against now he was successful against Euthatius. He was exiled and and never got to come back. Mm. Which which is so sad. Athanasius wasn't that way. Eusebius and his contemporaries 
were were proved wrong and refuted ev- at every single charge, mm. every single one. Now there sometimes there were periods of time where everybody thought it was true, and then right, later on, right. it would be refuted every single time. Yet this dude just keeps bouncing back. He just keeps cooking up the next scheme, the next mm-hmm, ploy, the mm-hmm. next the next manipulation, and just does it continually. Yeah, and it's so it it wasn't even that a lot of people believed Arianism was true. Right, that was one reason why it was. It was the right people believing it was that the it was right true. People believing yeah. in the wrong heresy. Yeah, wow. And that's that's what that's wow. what made it so popular. That's nuts. And as as you and I were talking about this, and as I was researching it, I got way too obsessed. Yeah, I dug into it so much. Oh my goodness, that's what you're here for. (laughs) Well, that's true. Because uh, until we decided to talk about this guy and to talk about Arianism, really is what we decided to talk about. And then I found out who he was after. I had no idea who this guy was. Yeah, and it's just there's so many more things that he did. But one of the things that you and I talked about as we talked about this period of history. Was was y'all the parallel? Yeah, between that. Yeah, time the, and ours. yeah. Bring us, bring us to that. Like, how does this, how does this connect to us today? Yeah. yeah. So I was, re- I was, um, I was reading a some parts of a book. Uh, it's a book called Bad Shepherds. Okay. By Rod Bennett, mm-hmm. and it's it's all about how, uh, in the midst of the darkest parts of church history, there were still faithful people. And Athanasius is one person he talks about. There were still faithful people who were still serving serving God in the right way, yes. still obeying. Yeah, God. that was that was something that was so cool about um, the church history class that I took. Yeah, is like we talked a lot about these instances, and I think like the breakdown really really started at this time. Like yes. this time that we're talking about, that's when the breakdown of church, and, and and this is no slight against the the Catholic Church or the Roman Catholic Church. It because we know that there are faithful believers and and yep. like we we study that stuff. We've yep. talked about a lot yep. of Catholic influencers, yep. you know, and saints and priests and and everything like that. But like this is where it all started to break down. Mm-hmm. Like after this, it just things just went south. To yeah. be honest with you, and like, so that's that's important. That's important to look at. But it was so cool about my 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 church history class is because our instructor was like, "Wait, like we're gonna look at these things, but please understand that there was a whole nother church going on that that really is not as documented historically as the Roman Catholic Church because yes. we know that they. I mean, they 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 documented everything and they yes. pushed you know what what the church was and they made mm-hmm. this picture of what the church is that's not to say that that's not significant right. but like god was doing things far beyond that and Absolutely. beyond and, and behind the scenes in different places yep. and in different empires and in different yep. situations way apart from what the Catholic Church was doing. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely is. So we have to keep that in mind as we, we look at these things. That is that the Holy Spirit was moving even outside of these situations and outside yeah. of all this drama and all this craziness, like there was a whole other part of the church that was very much alive and still and still alive today. You yeah, know? oh, absolutely. And it, it's interesting because this is what, in that book, this is what Rod Bennett says about the Aryan party. He says, Every horror to which the Aryan party descended, practically all Aryans, mind you, Catholic priests and bishops acting against their own brethren mm. was occasioned by fear. Even worse, 
It was occasioned by fear of losing, as they say, the lifestyle to which they had become accustomed. Mm. So it, it wasn't, and this was like what I said earlier, everything that Eusebius was doing, and, and he was in the background for most of this. I mean, there are hundreds of other people carrying these things oh, yeah. out. But, but they were doing it not so, that, not so that the right belief of Jesus would reign supreme and that the church would have biblical core fundamental beliefs about who he is, yeah. his, his person and his work. It was, it was about advancing their own cause. Mm. It was about doing their own thing. It was about making sure everybody was an Aryan. Yeah. You can't be anything else other than an Aryan. Mm. And if you oppose us... We're going to falsify evidence. We're going to falsify testimony. We're going to falsify everything we have to and throw every crazy accusation from adultery to your mama jokes yeah. <laughs> to, to, to try to destroy your reputation so that you can no longer oppose us. Yeah. And, and as, as I was studying up on this and reading about it, I could not help but think about modern day. Mm. When, when a lot of when okay, let's just take it politically. Let's just go on ahead and go. Yeah, because I, because let's that's that's such a distinct connection because yeah, exactly. that's what Eusebius did exactly. was he played the political game. He did not play the church game. Mm-hmm. He did not play the pastor game. The he didn't play the the <laughs> production for the kingdom game. Yep. He played a purely political yeah. game. Yeah, he he did he did and 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 if we're honest. That's what so many people are doing today. Yeah. That you can't, isn't it? It's so interesting. You can't disagree anymore with anything. With anything. Like yeah. there's, there's not room on either side, the left or the right. There's no room for disagreement. Yeah. And that, that anybody who tries to oppose us, we're trying to cancel and we're trying to kill them. Mm. We're trying to get them out of the way because they're a threat yeah. to us colonizing the whole world. Yep. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Colonizing. You know, not just the states. Eventually, the whole world. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But trying to colonize people to be yeah. exactly who we want them to be. Yeah. And if, if you oppose us, our goal is, is to remove you. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you, you look at what's going on with, with vaccinations. You look at what's going on uh, along racial lines. Uh, anybody who disagrees with me, you know, I'm, I, we're crushing friendships. Oh yeah. All of that. We're we're crushing other relationships. People are losing yeah. their jobs. Yep. I mean, all these kinds of things are are happening. Yeah. And and you look at it and you say, what's crazy is this. Here here's the connection. To me, there there wouldn't be a connection except for this thing. Jesus is in the middle of the debate. Right. He's in the middle of the debate. But he's in the background at the same but time. But he's in the background at the same time. Yeah. 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 Because and the reason why he's in the middle and in the background is because he's being used by both sides as the picture of 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 yes, their yes. of their political theology. I'll just yeah. say it that way. Their yeah. political philosophy. Mm-hmm. What their cause, whatever they want to see happen in the world, whatever yeah. utopian society they've got yeah. pictured in their head, Jesus is the proponent of what they're oh, saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, well, Je- and that's and Jesus is the disguised motivation uh-huh. for why they're doing what they're right. doing. And right. and it's really and it's really not it's really not. And, and like, and I don't want to get it twisted because there are there are some of us who are going to attach to what we're saying and say, yeah, that's what the that's what the left is doing, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's. What, but here's the thing, like you said, it is it is very clearly on both 
sides. Mm-hmm. And the and, and here's the thing, here's the unfortunate part is that, you know, obviously in going through the pandemic and 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 getting and trying to get on the other side of it and, and everything that comes with that and everything that's going on, it's it is it is so thick in the church right now. Yep. It is so it is like that intense. It is and that and everybody's got their theories and their um, their assumptions and their presumptions and their accusations and and like and it's not even the unfortunate part is that it's not even at the top anymore. It's starting to become between brothers and exactly. sisters, and it's like I'm accusing you of this, and I and and if you don't do this, you don't you know you don't love Jesus, and if you don't do this, you don't love Jesus, and if you don't do this, you don't have enough faith, and that and it's like it's every it's everywhere. Yeah, and that's why we have to look at these things mm-hmm. because that's what's going on here. And right. and I love I love the part about it's it's just because I I want it I want it my way or I'm afraid of losing my way of living exactly. or my way of being and that's what that's the motivation today that's like the motivation. okay I I, I want to say this because let's be real okay the motivation is not loving our neighbor that that is that is not and I don't care on I don't care on which not for which, most, not for, uh, most. Yeah, for, yeah. for most yeah. for most and and like and I'm talking with the <laughs> with the extremes on each right. side right exactly. because there is there is a place of balance yeah. there and there is a place of truth today mm-hmm. now finding it is difficult right but but for either side of the either extreme right the motivation is not is is not Jesus just like the motivation wasn't Jesus in exactly. this portion of history exactly. it wasn't Jesus you know and it i wasn't. think and 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 i think that um Athanasius and like the council of Nicaea the, i i genuinely believe that their motivation was like okay we need to we need to really determine what yep. what we believe what is this faith that we're talking about but again Eusebius the motivation was not Jesus the motivation was the motivation was power and the need to be right. Yep. The need to be right at all costs. Mm-hmm. And like we have to be careful of going down that same route where we just need to be right. Yeah. And we don't we don't we don't care about about truth. We care about us being right and yep. what and and what we feel is right no matter what. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and again, there is truth and there's there's core truth that we have to walk in no matter what. But if it's to the detriment or if it's to the dismantlement of relationships and to the destroying of my neighbor, that's where we have to check it at the door because that's what we're seeing and people are being destroyed. People are moving away from the church. And here's the thing, the world's watching. The world's watching like, yeah, you guys are doing the exact same thing we're doing, you know, and y'all have the same exact dysfunction because the scripture says that, and Jesus says, they'll know you by your love for one another, by the way we love each other. That's how they'll know. That's how they'll know that Jesus is real. And that's how they'll know that, that what we have is real. And if Mm -hmm. we, if we can't do that, and if we can't break down these barriers and if we can't, we're, we're, we're losing it. We are. We're, we're losing traction in the world. We're losing traction. We're losing our, um, we're losing our saltiness. You know, yeah, Jesus are. says you're the salt of the earth. He said, if salt loses its flavor, 
how how will it one how will it get its saltiness back and then two what is it good for it's good for nothing right. to be uh, except for to be trampled under people's feet you know and it's like and that saltiness is when you, when when he's saying losing your saltiness he's saying if you are if you are performing and behaving like the world right if you are not if you are not doing these cuz the beatitudes are right before that if you're not living these if you're not living these beatitudes and if you're doing and behaving and performing and and treating everyone like the world does you're you're going to lose your saltiness you're good for nothing you're good for nothing <laughs> and it's crazy and I don't mean to get all preachy here but like mm-hmm. but it's it's crazy because um when that when Jesus says you're good for nothing except to be tossed out and trampled under people's feet, they would use salt that doesn't have flavor anymore. They would use it to throw on on vegetation. They would throw it on the vegetation and it would kill everything around it, right? So nothing can grow there, yeah. right? So just like us, if we lose our if we're behaving like the world behaves, and we are. And it, we're we're good for nothing, and nothing will grow around us. Mm-hmm. Nothing there there can be no harvest right. if we lose our saltiness because we're good for nothing, and and we just we, we just kill what's growing, and nothing can grow around us if if we're if we behave like the world. And that's just what I'm seeing. That's just what. And and again, I've I've fallen into it. Oh yeah. And I've gotta yeah. I've gotta check my heart yeah. so many times. Mm-hmm. But that's how pol- that's how extreme things are right now. And it and it you're right. It looks exactly the way it looked back then. Yep. And people are playing political power and this and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We ha- we have to take a hard look at that. Yeah, we really do. We do. So we're we're not saying you can't have strong convictions. Not at all. Oh, hundred percent. So, but here's here's the the way to frame what we are saying. Our our convictions, our love for our convictions shouldn't be stronger than our love for our neighbor. Yes. And I shouldn't trample my neighbor. Right. In pursuit of my own conviction, that. And, and here's the thing this way. I mean, you talk about falsified information and misinformation in this day. Oh, yeah. We're seeing that now more I mean, than ever. Yeah. They I had mean, false news back then. They had false news back then, I'm for then, real. Man. Like, that's like 400 yeah. AD. Like, yeah. they're false They're false news yeah. in it back then. Yeah. They had CNN and Fox News back then. That's where it started. <laughs> they had all sorts of false news places yeah. back But it's like, nowadays, it's not about information being accurate. It's about it going viral. Yes. Because if it goes viral, people are going to believe it. Oh, yeah. They're just going to believe because we're in that sort of way where we're so easily swayed by our convictions. Doesn't even matter if what comes across my Facebook feed. Yeah. Like, when did that become the news center? Oh, yeah. Like, it. I mean, whatever comes across our Facebook feed, boom, I'm going to yep. believe it. Boom, our YouTube al- algorithm, yeah. Our YouTube algorithm, yep. our Twitter, and, yep. and all, all these kinds of things. And it's just, it's so dangerous when we don't wade through this information, you know, with, with love for neighbor and love for the truth in our yeah. hearts. It's about the truth. Yeah. And if the truth goes against my cause, my my cause is wrong. Mm. But we're not I don't think America's in a place to admit that right now. Yeah. That if the if so let's say something happened mm-hmm. and you know, you've got two causes on either side. Okay. <laughs> let's take a let's take the most controversial example we could yeah. we can. Okay. Just All right. Let, um, um okay. Let's ta- let's put take, your seatbelts on. Yeah, please. here we go. I'm just let's kidding. let's take the election. Okay. 
Some people say it was rigged, mm-hmm. that Trump was going to win, but you know the, the Democrats somehow changed the vote, yeah. and, and Biden ended up winning. Some people say, no, he won straight up. Mm-hmm. Either way, if yeah. it came out where it was undeniable that he won fair and square, I don't think the people on the Republican side could, could admit that he won fair mm-hmm. and square. Even if it was undeniable proof, yeah. I think a lot of the people wouldn't be able to admit it. Yeah. And same on the other side. Same on the other side. If it side. came out that it was absolutely, totally rigged, 100%, I don't think the people on the other side, mm-hmm. on the Democrat side, could, could actually admit that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So we're at a place where we're watching the events of our nation happen through the lens of our convictions, and we won't allow ourselves to interpret them any other way. Yeah. I think a, I think another great example. Let's just let's throw another firebomb on this thing. Yeah, is critical race theory. Yeah, they there and so I, I've been doing some some reading up on this um, because it's you know being a youth pastor yeah, and, hey, and you critical know race it. theory going into the schools. Yeah, I, I need to know. Right, I need to be informed as yeah. to what's going on. Here's what I'm convinced of. Almost everybody I've seen post about critical race theory, either for it or against it, has no clue what it is. <laughs> no clue. I'm not trying to be... Ma- and I'm not saying I'm an expert. It, no, it's true. it's true. It's true. It's true. But they yeah. have no clue yeah. what, it's, what it's all about. But that's, that's the way we roll today. Yeah. Is it's, it's not about knowing what it's about. Yes. It's about how can I spin this into a narrative that advances my cause. Yep. That's Eusebius. Yeah. That's the Aryan party. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Yeah. And so what we're doing is trying to acquire power yep. so that we can turn things our way. Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, over the last few years, you hear a lot of talk about civil war. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of talk of people talking about overthrowing the government. We're going to take up arms. We're going to do stop, stu- do this and do that. Stop it. Yeah. We, we have no, to really, stop it. Really? It, I mean, just this This is nonsense. Yeah. This is not the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. This is not what's happened. This is not oppression. This is not these... They're not getting us ready for the mark of the beast. Yeah. This is... It's not happening. Yeah. yeah. But, but because we're so ready to see everything in terms of our conviction, then we'll make up whatever conspiracy we have to make up. Yeah. And believe whatever we have to believe. Yeah. The chips on our debit card aren't the mark of the beast. Yeah. But who but now we're on to the next They're one. gonna blow up in our pockets yeah, one day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now the vaccine's the mark of the beast. Yeah. And then and yeah. then after that, there's gonna be something else that's the mark right. of the and it's it's like, okay, when when are we gonna stop? Yeah. And and really say, okay, where is the truth at? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it's at. Right. I'm not sitting here saying I that I do and right. I've got the right perspective on everything. Nope. Because I know I don't. Yeah. But we have to be aware of our bias, yeah. And and we have to be we have to be so careful that our bias doesn't doesn't begin to equate with the voice of God, right? I've been hearing that a lot lately, mm. man. To be honest with you, and we've talked about this mm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The 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 hit that biblical prophecy has taken over the last few years, it's it's so grieving, and mm-hmm. it, it really it hurts, yeah, because. We are we are seeing we are seeing people just equate their convictions with the word of God, yeah. and and we're just eating it up. Yeah, and people can get up there and as as long as they preach conservative values or as long as they preach progressive values, I don't care about the accuracy of the word. It's true. No. It's going to happen. Yeah, they're they're right, they're right with God because they're they're right with our party. Yeah. We're just in a dangerous place. Yeah. We're not in danger of repeating history. We are repeating it. Mm. 
Mm. We're we're in a that's place good. where that's we deep. are repeating exactly what happened back then. Yeah, and it, and it's in a it, we're in a dangerous spot. Yeah, well, and it's the, the truth of the matter is that the scripture says as well is that the heart is the most deceitful of all exactly. things. And and if something is just speaking to my emotion or my feelings, then and, and if the if the pastor is just speaking to my emotions and to my feelings and and telling me what what I want to hear, or or if I'm just seeking out someone who 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 just agrees with how I feel, mm-hmm. not 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 necessarily agrees with what I what I believe, because here's the thing: half of these are half of these are feelings. Oh yeah, like oh, half yeah. of like. A, a majority of these causes are emotionally charged, mm-hmm. right? So if they're emotionally charged, that's the heart. The heart is the is the emotion, yeah. right? And so we have to we have to address that and understand yeah. that the heart is the most deceitful of all all things. Yep. And so if we're being charged emotionally by a thing, I think we have to step back. We yes. have to step back and we have to look and say, okay, why am I being emotionally charged? Mm-hmm. And honestly, am I being deceived? Right. Am I And not even being deceived by like this side or that side or whatever, but am I being deceived in myself? In my own self. Am I yep. being deceived? That's I, where it starts. Am I, am I twisting Jesus? Am I deceiving my perception of God mm-hmm. and my perception of Jesus in order to fit the way that I want to live and the, exactly. what I want? And here's the thing. We all do it. Yep. The reality is that we all do it. And so I think we could go on and on and on about this one. But like, just take a step back wherever you're, Mm -hmm. wherever you're at, whatever, whatever side of the fence that you're on, take a step back and say, what is my heart? What is my heart telling me? And, and, And am I, am I truly caring about my neighbor, all of my neighbors? Right. And like, Am I am I am I deceiving myself? Could it be possible? Yeah. Could it be possible? And like, let's get back to the foundation of Jesus. Let's get back to, yeah. and again, not according to what I think is yeah. right. Yeah. But what just what is the truth about Jesus? Yeah. And I think that's what Athanasius and the they were just trying to find the truth of Jesus. Exactly. But these belief systems were already in place. Yep. And 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 they were like, wait, no, I already believe this, so you can't convince me. Mm. You can't convince me that I'm wrong mm-hmm. because I already believe it. But here's the thing. We can walk in error. Yes, we, we can. We can believe in error. Yep. And so we have to always be open to correction. We have to always be open to the to the real truth. Yes. And again, I don't I don't know what that is for mm-hmm. you on YouTube or, mm-hmm. or, or, or as you're listening, but like yeah. just take a hard look at where is my heart? Yeah. Where is my heart? And it's possible. Yeah. It's possible for us to be deceived. It is. And I'll, I'll say this one last thing, and, and I know we got to hop off, but about, about loving our neighbor and who is our neighbor. So yes, we need to love all our neighbors. Neighbor means whoever is, whoever is near you. But it's interesting when Jesus gets asked the question mm-hmm. by a group of first century Jews, yeah. who is my neighbor? Yeah. His response isn't everybody, yeah. even though we know that's true. His response is to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm. That the person that you are least likely to think is your neighbor, that's your neighbor. Come on. And Ooh. I think we're in a society where <laughs> I... Oh, Ooh. for sure. For Anybody sure. else feel that? Yeah. That hits deep, man. <laughs> That's deep. That hits deep. And I, I, we're, in a, we're in a place where it's important that we are characterized by loving those we are the least likely to love, mm. not the most likely to agree with us. We're going to drop the mic on that one. <laughs> Listen, this has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out at 
Church Voice Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Um, but listen, we love you. Leave a review, um, leave a comment, show us yep. some love, and uh, we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace. Peace.